So joining us today, guys, on the podcast is Jesus and the Tiger King and his favorite gigantic tiger. I don't know who the fuck that is. We got Ashley, Ash Ash, Ash Ash. The candle. And we got the fucking trauma guy, dude. Woo! What's up? What's up? What up, man? Nothing, man. I'm here. We're here. We're doing this podcast. We Welcome to the together. motherfucking podcast. Welcome to the motherfucking bro nurse podcast, bro. <laughs> Let me open up this truly that I'm drinking now. Oh, damn. Nice. He watches his carbs, too. Did you guys hear that? <laughs> yeah, but then I fuck it all up when I work a night shift. I stuff my face down with a pizza and a burger like at 3 in the morning. You gotta get that essential pizza, dude. That's why I had to stop oh, working yeah, a night shift, bro. I saw this funny meme and I was like... Um, how did the hospital treat you for being a central worker, and uh, what kind of toppings did your pizza have on it? <laughs> <laughs> I love my hospital. <laughs> my favorite meme is the one where it's like understaffed, underpaid, and then there's like a band-aid and it says pizza on it. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Pizza fixes everything. It sure it fucking does, though. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I never fucking complain when they bring pizza. I know. I try to have diets and stuff, and I'm just like, fuck it, dude. Every time I try to go on a diet and it's fucking pizza mm-hmm. or pasta, I'm like, fuck. So I'm good. On, I'm on this like uh, keto like journey oh, right now. Oh, damn. I haven't, I haven't started. I haven't started. I just, I'm, I'm doing like that research right now. Yeah. And just warming up to the idea. Yeah. 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 I did that shit for three it months, sounds, dude. It sounds a feeling. Sounds a feeling. And, and I got, there's, there's a couple people that work in the trauma and community that do like, and they have a lot of success. So. I'm trying to see if, I, if that's something that'll be good for me. Um, so I'm, I'm there. I'm, I'm working on it. It's going to be like um, six months of just like pure constipation and diarrhea. Cycles of constipations and diarrheas. I did it for three months. Right. Dude. It sounds like my regular life. So Is that encur- I hope that encouraged you to, to move forward with this choice. That sounds like normal life yeah <laughs> yeah i don't i don't see what the issue is <laughs> no it's it's not bad dude it's and the, the good thing right now is that they have like everybody's like on board with keto so there's so many companies like you can make keto pancakes keto bread keto fucking everything like it's almost the point you don't even miss the food anymore you know mm-hmm. feel me yeah i hear you i was yeah. gonna try yeah, to do like intermittent fasting jesus you've done that you've done the intermittent I've, fasting. I've been doing it for three years actually um that's what i was gonna say they always ask me hey uh do you have any of these symptoms you know COVID symptoms and, and now it's a, a diarrhea as well i'm like well i have diarrhea all the time so, <laughs> so... Yeah, do you get diarrhea from intermittent fasting dude actually the keto the keto part you'll get oh uh, yeah yeah diarrhea. keto fucks <laughs> your stomach up dude yeah it's like it, you're not your your body's not used to processing that much fat, you know. Yeah, it's a lot of fats. I live the carb life, so. Yeah. <laughs> it's I rough. Work out for carbs. I'm on that high carb diet. Hell yeah! yeah. I'm on that yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. pizza roll diet, dude. Oh, pizza rolls are so fucking good. It's a new craze, man. Try it. I mean the new craze. It's been the craze since like 1990, bruh. No, but you eat all pizza rolls, only pepperoni flavor for six months straight. You're, you'll have so much diarrhea that you'll lose like 80 pounds. I love pizza. <laughs> diarrhea so and obesity. But dude, so we got the trauma guy on the fucking podcast right now. We got Jay Sosa, 
aka the bro medic on the fucking podcast we got ashley on the podcast welcome everybody how's everybody feeling cheers cheers and up tired as fuck i'm feeling i'm feeling good i work tomorrow starts my three in a row which is really not that big of a deal but since i'm part-time i'm used to that like never working life so three in a row is a big deal for me guys oh dude i remember my first beer (laughs) <laughs> i'm like damn it going in for three in a row <laughs> three shifts geez that must be I know. so tough guys i haven't worked three shifts in like f- a year i used Forever? to um i used to do that like that back to back where you stack up your your threes like mm-hmm. um you start like on a thursday and then you know your last shift is that following week on like tuesday so you do your three and three so it's like six in a row and um, that's brutal. That is so hard. Like, so you get them days off, day, though. But you bang them out. But you get them days off, yep. You get all those days yeah. off in a row, and you're just, like, fully functional. And you're like, wow, this is normal life. I know. You don't, you're not, like, on shift, <laughs> you know, and, like, living you can a normal live. life. And then, and then, and then that, that, that fantasy dream ends, and then you got, you got to go back to work. You know, Comes crashing down, dude. Yeah, you're back in the hospital. Do you work nights, days, mids? So, um, so currently I'm, I'm actually, I just got repurposed again back into the trauma recess area. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm now I'm just flexible. I just do nights, days, wherever they need me. Oh, so really? I'm just, I always tell people like, you guys got me by default. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you guys got a body in, in, in the trauma unit. But, um, but normally for the past six months, I've been working day shift. And like I've been about that life, dude. Like wait, like beggars hours, Monday through Friday, weekends off. It's crazy. oh no way, dude. Eight eight hours, eight hour days. <clears throat> eight hour days, yeah. Damn. So, so How'd you lock that weird. one down? I don't know, man. I, I was the only one that applied. No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I just uh, it was just kind of everything worked out. And, you know, the person that was in that position that I'm in, that I'm that I'm in currently just uh, had to retire early and. They needed somebody, and you know, I was always doing outreach and just clinical education, and just you know, teaching the community, engaging EMS, engaging other trauma centers, and so I it just worked out. It worked out really good. And plus, I think I need, I think I plateaued where I was at in the mm-hmm. in the trauma unit. I really plateaued. Just <clears throat> you know, when you hit that five, six year mark in in a very specialized unit, after a while, you just start seeing the same shit over and over again, and then. It just starts. I don't want to say it stops being fun because it's it's still like a highly exciting adrenaline 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 kind of unit. Mm-hmm. But, but um, I think just uh, the just all the stuff that comes with that kind of specialty and critical care and stuff like that, dealing with family sad cases. I, I think I just really I was coming home and just looking at my kids and my wife and like, dude, I just I feel like I'm so focused and so all my energy. It's just I, I leave it there in the trauma unit, and then I come home, and I'm just like 25% of me. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm only giving a little bit of that to my to my family. So I just I kind of wanted a change, and it, it's it's been good so far. You know, I, I I always enjoy engaging, you know, our 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 neighboring facilities, especially like my colleagues, like other trauma nurses, other mm-hmm. ER nurses, other ICU nurses. Um, I love it when they ask me like questions about burns and things like that because I don't consider myself a subject matter expert, but I just have experience in it, and I love just giving them tips because 
I think uh, at one point I was in their shoes as a ER nurse in like a rural, you know, little 12 bed ER. Right. Well, what a lot of people don't know is, yeah, you're, that little 12 bed rural ER that's, that's, you know, sees maybe a small volume a year. Yeah, they're not a trauma center or a burn center, but do anything to walk through that door. Yeah. So that's. And you're me, all I they find. got. Yep. And you are it. You yep. Know? So I think. I think the term like ER nurse can, can kind of get like, it, it, it's, it's a little stretched thin just because, you know, or, or ER physician or whatever, you know, just because they're a doc doesn't mean that they're the, the right person to take care of that patient. So, you know, you have to know how to stabilize these patients and get them to where they got to go to the specialists. And so I think I have a, I have a, I, have, I, I, I kind of omit this good energy and I really kind of relay my, you know, the education and, and, and I think. I engage those those frontline workers very well, and I kind of have a for it, you know, because I again I was one of them too at one point. Yeah, man, I think that shows on like your page and everything too. Like you have such an outreach, like all of your posts are so educational, and it you can really tell that you're like really trying to inform the public. That's one of the things I really like about your Instagram page. You know, thanks for it. It's like more than just like, hey, check out my sweet pic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. What I mean? It's more than Scott's page. Okay, it's like. <laughs> Hey, well, check out my scrubs. <laughs> He's perfected it. No, I'm not hating. I'm not hating. No, I like it. You know, I just, uh, I mean, if you do, if you have a big following, you mm-hmm. got to ask yourself a question. You got you to gotta say, okay, how am I going to engage this, this following? How am I going to, I don't want to sound cliche and say change the world because it's hard to do that, but at least change your environment and maybe, maybe really kind of make an impact on those people that are following you and stuff like that. So, you know, and then sprinkle in some of those, you know, those, those you know, those sweet scrubs. <laughs> you, you gotta really balance it out. That's kind of the formula with the with a big page or, you know, and Scott, I know you have a lot you have a big following. So you gotta kinda you know, people want they people they wanna see you, they wanna see what you're doing, they wanna see what you're wearing, right? Like what you're promoting and at the same time they also wanna learn from you. Yeah. Man. Um, you know, so you kinda you gotta balance it out. So once in a while you give them like that shock and awe fucking uh, traumatic amputation or whatever. And then, you know, and then the next page or the next post would be like some scrubs or something you're promoting. Yeah. And after that, some like life, you know, something, you know, something you can give them as far as like just like life skills and just being a better person. And, you know. Yeah, man, that's actually really. Again, these are all my opinions, you know, Mm -hmm. not everybody has the same opinion, but. No, but I mean, obviously you've been super successful with it. So like that, that's actually something that I like think about like a lot, you know, because I mean, like this whole kind of thing just kind of like hit me like a ton of bricks, you know. And, like, I wasn't really super-duper prepared for it. And I never know, like, what the fuck I'm supposed to do. You know what I mean? And, like, I don't, like, I'm so kind of, like, you know, I'm just kind of, like, lost in it. That's actually really good, a good point to make. Like, I think I should do that, man. And, I mean, obviously, like, you know, you're killing it with yours. So, you know, yeah. Yeah, we from the community 100% want to see less of you and more of us. Hey. We the people. Hey. Nah, listen, Scott. I know that's a lot. You got the look. Hey, Susan, <laughs> you got the look, man. You got the look. Jesus. Thanks, bro. You know, like, it's it's funny. I actually don't really post a lot of pictures of myself. It's funny. You know, I mean, I don't want to go on the whole Instagram social media tangent, but, mm-hmm. I'm, or, 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 like, you know, go down that rabbit hole, but, you know, it's it's an interesting world, man. That's crazy, it's dude. really interesting. It's it's very powerful, and, and like, I've, I've given, like, little talks at, at some conferences, and I always kind of, you know, touch on that, that whole social media because it's it, it provides you so much access. Yeah. Like compared to take me back, you know, like, you know, me when I was 
23 years old, 22 years old, and I didn't know what the fuck I wanted to do. This is like circa 2004, 2005. I'm in Miami, and I'm like trying to figure out what I want to do. And <clears throat> so I was like, oh, man, let me go in the medical field. But what specialty, right? Like there was no social media. I think I think there was barely a MySpace or something like that. So, you know, you have to kind of like open up a book and really do some research as far as what specialty you wanted to go into, right? Anesthesia. Yeah. You know, I remember hearing about CRNA. So I went to the library and I picked up the first anesthesia book I found, and it was like a anesthesiology uh, foundations book or something like that. And I didn't know what the hell I was doing, but that was all I had. If you wanted to become, uh, you know, work in the NICU, there was no there was no social media outlet for that. You, you didn't have like that specialist or whatever that, that kind of really works in the, that's in that world. And then you know, fast forward, you have social media come you know comes into play, and, and you have all these platforms and all these different access points where you could really engage somebody who works in the trauma unit, somebody who works ICU, somebody who works community health, and you can gauge and, and you can actually gain a lot of points, educational points for yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's very interesting. You know, it's, it's, you gotta have fun with it, but you gotta be careful with it too. Yeah, so man. That's kind of, that's that really, that really at this point in my social media journey, that's where I'm at right now. I'm trying to figure out what, how can I, how can I really get the, the most out of every post, every story? Some of it's stupid. Some of it's just me, you know, I have like a little energy boost and I'm just like having fun with it and just posting my life and what I'm going through at the moment. But uh, a large portion of just my thought process on on the social media aspect is trying to figure out how can I fucking change the world? Yeah, I, I agree with you that, know? man. I think that you're doing a fucking killer job at it, too. And I, I'm like, before you were saying like, oh, you know, like, you don't want to say like, oh, change the world or whatever, whatever. But honestly, like, if you like, to me, like the way that I look at it, like <clears throat> with pages like yours, like if you help like just a handful of people find a little bit of direction, like, yeah, I think you're, right. you're doing a fucking hell of a job, dude. You know what I mean? So, <clears throat> I mean, you might not change the whole world, but you just change yeah. that person's fucking world. You know what I mean? Like now that person wants to go into trauma. Now that person wants to work in this like crazy fucking environment. Yeah, and like yeah. shedding some light on the reality of i mean because like most people look at it and they're just like oh this is like the blood and the guts this is the glamour but they don't realize like the you know like the fucking like the post-traumatic stress that people deal with in these environments as well and like yeah. the mental health like issues that you have to deal with when you're exposed to shit like that every fucking day dude yeah you know yeah, that's actually a good point that's actually a great point you brought up you know and um i think ash and i spoke about that too as far as um you know, just the just the just the, the the grind of it, just the little nuances that you got to deal with. You know, people see the hel the helicopter landing and they're like, "Oh fuck, I want to do that." But when they get into it, when they get into that world, they don't. They're hit with like this like shock and awe because, yeah, it can provide you that adrenaline rush and that just that quick gratification because okay, you know, you gave blood to that person that was hypotensive and shock, and you took them to the OR and you were a part of that process of this person surviving but you know just all the little things that comes with it you know really really there's no nursing program that teaches that kind of stuff right like yeah you know there's no way to know that you know that how are you how are you going to deal with like how are you going to respond and and kind of cope with like little kids shot and stuff like that so yeah man um, yeah so it's definitely it's very powerful stuff you know so you know i'm not i think is i don't want to be that guy that's a buzzkill <laughs> <laughs> my two ronas are just nothing now dude just so you know yeah no, i'm just kidding yeah. yeah right yeah like i don't want to be a buzzkill to people you know because i still like i did a, i did 
for Fourth of July, I did a, a couple like local news, um, lo- local news stories, like here in South Florida, like regarding mm-hmm. firework safety and stuff like that. Yeah. And I felt like every interview I did, I was like that person that was just gonna gonna go to your party and be like, nobody do fireworks. You know, like, <laughs> you know everybody. Put you, them lose down. Yes, you, you lose a hand. Man. You lose a hand. You lose a hand. You lose a hand. You know, have you ever seen somebody with nubs come to you? you know, like, <laughs> You know, and, and just give them like those killer, like real life stories. Like yeah. I never do that. Like in person, I never do that kind of stuff. You know, like people always ask me, like, "Oh, <laughs> you're well, not you know, that what's guy." The worst thing you... Yeah, yeah, I try not to be. <laughs> you know, because there's no way I to explain. The there's no way to explain this this life, <laughs> like the, the no. that trauma life. You know, it's just yeah. there's no there's no way to like really give somebody an example. Like, yeah, you can give them like little, you know, patient stories, but it's just besides that, that's just like a little like scratch. That's you're just scratch in the service there's so much more to it yeah you man know, even like the perfect it, 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 moment. when everybody's yeah. eating that's when i start seeing the, the worst story <laughs> great. so yeah, you're in really. community outreach for the most part now other than filling in in the trauma bay but how did you start your your nurse journey how did you get to where you are now well um <clears throat> so i so i'm from miami i live in miami i mean i was born in new york it's all about the youth um <laughs> so yeah i was here in miami and and you know, my story is just like a lot of people's story, but you know, I just I was really on the wrong path when I was younger in high school. I barely passed high school. I, you know, I was like the last in my class. I, I was just I was completely lost. I think Miami kind of sucked me up and, and chewed me out. And then um, I don't know. I just kind of had an epiphany and, and really kind of went the right route. Eventually, somehow, I ended up going to nursing school. And and, and to be honest, I wanted to be a med surge nurse. Yeah, thug life, dude, thug life. I remember when I was in school and I, and like we were doing our rotations and I and I I was sh- I was precepting with like a med in, on the med surge floor. <clears throat> I forget what hospital. And the nurse was like this badass nurse. He was a male. He was a dude. There was, was the best dude. There was he the was best. a bro. <laughs> and I really, I, you know, it's funny and it's funny because when in life, right? Like I, I don't want to go off topic, but in life you you meet these people and they just really kind of pull you towards them, right? And they kind of get you on a different track because it's such a powerful impact you, or they make such a powerful impact on you, you know, and, and, and I'm sure in, in your lives, there's, there's people that really kind of had in, that kind of impact on you and on your lives and like what direction, what decisions you make. And anyways, yeah. So this dude was so awesome. Yeah. I, I thought he was really cool. And he was always telling me like how he travels and, how, and like how much money he makes and, and Damn, how love he loves dude. doing, and he was just really awesome. And I remember I really wanted to do med surge. I was like, dude, I want to be like this guy. I want to do med surge. And then my next rotation, I was in the ER. And I was like, fuck, I want to do the ER. <laughs> so It caught you, you know, dude. Yeah, that boy, that, it bit me. It bit me. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I was in the ICU. And I was like, oh, shit, I like the ICU. You know, you have two patients. It's, a, it's like, a, you know, it's more intensive care. It, and then from there, you can go do CRNA. So it's like, I was like all over the place. But, um, you know, so I ended up... Uh, graduating with my bachelor's and became a nurse and i Damn, ended you up all the way um, bsn that's gangster. yeah from from yep from the rip uh, right from the rip baby straight Damn. from the hip straight from the hip straight, straight from to the bsn pew, pew, yeah pew, boy pew. out the gates i got that bsn <laughs> <laughs> but now i'm paying for it but now i'm paying for it yeah. but uh <laughs> i should have got that associate i should have went that associate mm-hmm. route yeah so no, I, I ended up banging out the b at the bsn i got it whatever that's good um, at least you got it done though you know have to worry about it later mm-hmm yeah, I ended up, um, my first job was in the ER. I ended up getting hired in the emergency room. At that time, at that time, like, jobs are super scarce. This is, like, 2008. Mm-hmm. It was 2008 around there, so, and jobs were, like, super, like, it was, like, that recession, so they weren't hiring. 
So anything you can get. So I ended up getting a, a job in like a community ER. And it was like everybody was so sick and you didn't have all the resources there and you really had to be on your P's and Q's and sharp. Um, eventually, I ended up going back to the trauma center because initially I ended up getting, I, I should have disclosed this in the beginning, but I, I started out as a tech in a trauma ICU. Um, but then when I got, when I became a nurse, there was no jobs. So I ended up going to the ER. So then I did the ER for a couple of years, really kind of like uh, built my foundation for emergency medicine and you know, as far as those kind of mechanisms, as far as stroke, STEMI, uh, pregnant female, you know, have, giving birth in the, in, in the lobby, things mm -hmm. like that. So that I did that. Gym. And then, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then eventually went back and then eventually went back to the trauma ICU as a nurse. And I was there for a few years in the trauma and burn ICU. And then eventually uh, kind of made my way into like the trauma resus area, which is like, um, you know, it's just for trauma patients first come in off the helipad, out of the ambulance, or they walk in. Um, and so that's where I've been since. And that's really where my nursing kind of career started. And then sprinkled in all that stuff. I was became an EMT. I became a, a medic. I was always involved with like emergency medicine pre-hospital. Mm -hmm. um, I just, I was really kind of like, I really like that that adrenaline rush. I really like that that quick gratification, that satisfaction, like really uh, like seeing the fruits of your labor. Um, it's hard to explain. I mean, I, I know Scott, you're in the ICU, right? I was in the ICU, you know, back in the ER now. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah. so you do both? Okay. Yeah. Oh, you do both. And Jesus, you're in the ER, right? Yeah, emergency room. Sorry, I just want to I just want to get context here. Mm -hmm. And yeah, then Ashley, sure. I know your background. Yeah. So so it's like, yeah, you know, like the ICU, it's like. And your shift, you're like, okay, what's going on? You're like standing at the, at, the, at the foot of the bed. You're looking at the vitals. You're looking at the patient. You're looking at the monitor. You're trying to figure out what's going on. Okay, you give them some fluid. You give them some potassium. And, you know, and that's, that, that's that gratification for that ICU nurse. Obviously, they do a ton more, you know, but, but there's I mean, something about do they? that. that uh, <laughs> Just kidding. I'm not, I'm not, I don't start no more. I did both. I did both. I, I got to stay PC. But how is the but, skin? Uh, but how is the skin? Yeah. But how is the skin? Yeah, right. Yeah, and you're like, you know, oh, the patient has a the patient has a foley. Good, you're an output. Does the patient void on his own? No, he has a foley. Goddamn it! <laughs> Take your mask off. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, no. It's affecting um, your fucking brain. No, I did both. That's why I'm allowed to make fun of him because I did both too. You know. You exactly. Yeah, I had that car too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had that car too. So I did, I did ICU and I did I did ER and like you know recess or whatever. So I could. I can make fun of everybody, mm -hmm. you know, I can hang with both crowds and it's all good. Yeah, man. <laughs> so when I go to the ICUs, they call me a spy. I'm like, no, I'm not a spy, man. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, but then I'm like, do you guys have any open beds? But for real though, how many beds you got? How many beds you got? Where you hiding that admission? For real though, you guys got beds? You know what I mean? Yeah, because you know, you know, the ER, the name of the game is to get the patient up, right? Yeah. Because that that boat is sinking. You got to get that water out. That you got to get the water out of the sinking ship. That's right. But, um, Buckets. Anyway, so yeah, so like in the ER and the trauma, like that acute trauma area, you know, you get that instant gratification because those patients come in and you, you do what you got to do with the team and stuff like that. And you see those results very quick. And it's something very gratifying and almost like it's like intoxicating about that. Right. I mean, I, know I see Ashley kind of shaking her head. It. It's a very intoxicating. <laughs> it feeling. really is. You know, I, this is like excluding the burnt nurse, like, you know, like somebody who still has that fire in their in them and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And I think I find myself that there's some there's sometimes I'm up and down. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm just kind of going going through the motions and it's, it's a generic trauma room. And I'm just making sure this person, you know, gets admitted or goes to the OR, gets discharged and, 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 and nothing else. 
And then there's other times where I'm really like, I feel it. I'm like, fuck, this is like, a, I'm, we're doing something really special here. This is, we're doing something mm-hmm. so powerful. Yeah. That nobody else can, can really compare to it. Like when I go out with my buddies that, that are not in the medical field, you know, some of them sell cars, some of them sell insurance, some of them sell houses or whatever, non-medical. Just think about, just think about what they do. And, and obviously, again, I'm going to be PC here. What they do is important in, in, in its own, right? But everybody's cars, bro. What, what we fucking do is is something so not normal that it's just it's a it's amazing, dude. You you and you are a part of somebody's journey, right? On the worst day of their life, the worst experience of their life, and you're a part of that. You're a part of that experience. You're you you meet them when their fucking blood they have their bloods on the floor, mm-hmm. and, and you're trying to replace it. And, and you send them off to where they got to go. And then six months later, they come walking in thanking you. That right there is the, that's the icing on the cake right there. That's it's beautiful. cool shit. It's you cool shit. I mean? And so it that's is. why I think sometimes, yeah, like people look at my, my Instagram page or whatever, or like they meet me and they see me. I'm overpassionate sometimes and I'm very excited. Like right now I'm not excited, that excited because I'm tired, but <laughs> I'm pretty passionate. And I'm like, like, this is me I'm at always, a seven. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always like. I'm always taking pictures. Like people think I'm taking pictures, like because I want I want to get more likes from my Instagram page. It's the, actually it's the opposite. I want to take pictures because I want I want people to see the things that I see. I want people to see the behind the scenes look at what it's like to live this life. You know, to a certain yeah, extent, absolutely. obviously with respecting HIPAA. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. If I if if I was a fucking electrician, you know, I would show you the process of how to you know change an outlet. Yeah, I can't do that in my world because we have to respect patient privacy. We have to respect that that whole that part of it. You know, if 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 I wish I could, I wish I could kind of give people that that behind the scenes look of like what it's like to to set up an A line like in, with a guy's chest open in front of you. You know what I mean? Right. Like mm-hmm. that right. little process where there's an open thoracotomy and the and they want an A line because you know you guys rich you guys have some kind of cardiac output or there's some kind of like organized rhythm now okay now they want an a line now you got to set up an a line you know within 10 seconds when without the little sti- red stickers and yeah. yellow sticker and green you know fuck that it's just and the stress up, like the stress I mean? and the fucking heat dude and like the the reality you know not yeah. the textbook bullshit you know you know so you just can't do it you know what i mean so i'm yeah. getting, i'm i just give people like just a little little, a little snapshot sprinkle. of it what a little, a little sparkle of it, you know, like if, just that sparkle. Like, just that, that sparkle is fucking gangster, bro. Though, like the yeah. sparkle that you fucking show on your page is so gangster, dude. It's like, you know what I, I mean? Could you imagine what the whole fucking, the whole fucking the whole box of glitter would 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 do, man? <laughs> you can just get that hippie shit out of the way, oh, bro. God, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no one. I mean, honestly, get, like, all the struggles that we go through and all the crazy, uh, you know, events that every day that we face you know and if only you could just tell or not even just show them you know exactly what goes on through the whole day right it's a different ballgame than than just saying a story or just you know just taking one picture Mm -hmm. it's insane yeah 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 you can't really explain explain like the everything with one pic you know it's i don't know it's just that's just like my uh that's just my my mantra you know what i mean like i'm just I try to give people a little kind of like snapshot of my world, you know, and, and then there's more to it too, man. I mean, like, yeah, whatever. I'm, I, I work, I'm a healthcare provider. I work in this, I work in this environment, right? But at the same time, I'm a dad, I'm a husband, and I'm like a friend of all these people. I'm a coworker. So I try to like really incorporate all that stuff. And to be honest, I, I really don't put too much thought into it now. I just kind of just, 
just kind of whatever is whatever is going on. I just do it. Just All make right. it do it, bro. Just yeah, make it do it. I honestly, I probably just should post more. I probably should post more. I think, uh, I think, I think there's a lot of people that really like, you know, and it goes for used to Scott and Jesus and actually, you know, there's people that follow you and so, and really, I think you you could really engage them and kind of really make an impact in their lives and hopefully, well, hopefully I could do that too. So. Um, and get some free scrubs out of it, you know? You got it, bro. Dude, I, I just got dude, I just got, I got to link you guys up with this company. It's called uh, R Miami. R Miami Local. R Miami Local? Let's yeah, shout them out, so, dude. Let's shout them out on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's <clears> called R Miami, our Miami Local. Sorry, our Miami Local. Um, and, dude, they send you a box of all these, like, little uh, goodies of everything you can think of, dude. Like, you know, whether it's like the CBD gummies or like face masks and everything's like local businesses. And oh, they send it cool. to, they're sending it, they're sending it to like essential workers. Oh, that's cool. Oh, hell yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, so it's real cool. And it's also supporting local business. Um, I have the box here. Let me show you. Yeah. Our you Miami know. local. We'll hit them up. Anyways, I don't know what the fuck we were talking about, but. We are talking about. Uh... Trauma life. Trauma life. All right. I got, I got some questions here pulled from our uh, followers on it on the gram. Yeah. Just uh, you know, quick little list of questions that people wanted to ask you personally. So yeah. the first one I got is, where are you from, dude? From Miami, Florida. Uh, my background is my parents are from Puerto Rico. Um, they're from my well, yeah, my whole family's from Puerto Rico. To be honest, um, yeah, they're from Puerto Rico. Uh, I have a lot of family in New York. I was actually born in New York, but yeah, I'm from Miami, Florida. All about the U. The and... U. Is that where you <laughs> went? U M. No, no, I went to Barry. Oh. Barry University, it's a yeah, a little small like private school. Right out there in uh, that's right over there by Nova, no? It's like Davie or something. It's in Florida. Oh, it's in Florida. Oh dude, it's in Florida. Yeah, you're close. It's it's in the southeast, <laughs> bro. It's in the southeast. Southeast. It's in the southeast region. Southeast region. All right. What uh what experience do you need to become a trauma nurse? Mm. So I think I think um there's no such thing as like a new trauma nurse that just is brand new to to is like Straight popped out of, school, out of the womb. Mm-hmm. Popped out of the womb. Just and graduated. Now, and it's all all of a sudden now is the T1 trauma nurse. Like to yeah. me, that'll that'll provide worse outcomes for patients. Mm-hmm. And it's it's you know no no disrespect to, to new grads, but you really need to get the big picture. You really need to be um, well rounded when it comes to emergency medicine. Mm-hmm. I think before you go into the trauma world, you should be very savvy when it comes to stroke, STEMI. You know, all those kind of things, uh, just the, the sepsis. You, you need to really, you know, build that scar tissue when it comes to working in the ERs and, and you know, triaging. You need to work in triage, dude, to be honest. You need to work in triage for a little bit and, and understand what it's Amen, like. Amen, for the love of pro- God. Yeah, <laughs> you, need, you need to know, like, you need to know how to process these patients. Who are you going to see first? Who are you going to treat first? And, and you can't rely on the computer. You know, it has to be just like, you know, your knowledge base um you know making the right decisions sticking with your gut and then triaging and then just all the little stuff that kind of come with working in that front line you know acute phase of people get people that are sick and, and injured right like the er and stuff like that um critical care has to be something that you have to have on under your belt mm-hmm. right um you know when these patients are a STEMI and then they go into arrest and you know you're doing all these things i mean that's a one-to-one patient you're you're with that patient for hours before you even sit down to chart or, or, you know, get a break. You can't teach that. You have to like experience that. So yeah, when you experience that, you become more well-rounded when you feel like you're ready 
and you've experienced all those different kind of little scenarios, those little, and, 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 and those little struggles, right? You ever had those shits where you're like, you just, it just, it keeps on going on and, and there's no end in sight. Nobody's returning the page. You have no fluids in the, um, in the, uh, you know, the supply room. Like, so it's like, how do you kind of, what are the workarounds? How do you troubleshoot that? Mm-hmm. You know, not, I think not everybody, you can't really, some, I don't want to say you can't teach that. You could teach that, but it really takes a lot of experience to kind of know like how to figure out what the, what the solution is, right? How to troubleshoot. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and I'm talking, and I'm talking about troubleshooting while, you know, the physicians are screaming at you while the, the, the patients down the hall are saying, Hey, where's my pain meds? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, like, how do you, how do you kind of like maneuver yourself around those kind of like scenarios? And so, there, so I think when you get all those kind of, um, experiences under your belt, then you, you become very well-rounded. And I think you become a, ve- a better provider when you are put in that position as a T1, like, like a primary trauma nurse, because mm-hmm. trauma patients come in, right? Like they come in by rescue, but maybe they really had a stroke before they got into that car accident. So, right. you know, you got to figure out how, how, you know, you can't be like somebody that has never dealt with a stroke patient, but yeah, you put on 50,000 tourniquets. Yeah. You're great at putting on tourniquets, but you know, <laughs> How, how, how are you going to give this TPA? You know, like, right. you know, what's the first thing? What's the what's the most important thing to do before you give TPA? Like stuff like that. You know, I think that sometimes where social media, again, I don't want to steer towards social media, but sometimes it gives that false impression that, okay, yeah, I could put on a tourniquet really good. And yeah, fuck, I, I carry five of them or, you know, I know how to stop the bleed. But uh, so, you know, I'm like this so awesome person. But really, there's, there's, there's so much... There's so much to it, you know, and there's there's years, years of work yeah. to really become It's getting beat up, too. You know, and I'm still learning myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I consider myself still learning as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and then obviously the certifications that come, you know, you know, that come with, like, going into the trauma world really help. You got to have your either uh, your TNCC, right? You know, that's just, I'm not trying to, like, promote a specific you know, shirt or anything like that. But, you know, you got your generic you get TNCC. that $300, $350 TNCC, you know man. That 300 Would your hospital might reimburse, yo? You know what I'm no, saying? No, they won't. Some, yeah, you got some instructor <laughs> teaching you that's probably never really dealt with a trauma patient, but it's okay. <laughs> so true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, you know, and then there's there's another one, which is um, ATCN. I'm an instructor in ATCN, actually, but it's uh, uh, Advanced Trauma Cert for Nurses or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what the Society of Trauma Nurses. That's a two-day course, you know. So again, the certification is not going to make you, right? It's not going to just because you got the cert doesn't mean you're ready to go and take this, take care of that guy who walks into the At lobby and shot <laughs> no. 13 times. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> or that pregnant trauma female that that comes in that's uh, you know gestational age of you know 36 weeks gestation, ready to pop, ready Oof. to fucking pop, and she's hemorrhaging. You know, like so it's like. How do you get around these situations? Do you know your process, your logistics? So it really takes a lot of experience. And I think the two to five year mark really helps before you really go into into trauma. That was my next um, question. How long do you think someone should be a nurse before they started? Yeah, I think about two to five years. Two to five years. Really. Yeah, and it depends. Hopefully, so if you are in a very low volume kind of facility you might not be able to get all that experience in those two years so it depends where you're at so yeah that's why i said a two to five years you know <clears throat> some places like for instance like if you're in chicago right now in, in their major urban trauma center you're gonna in one year you're gonna be equivalent yeah. to somebody that's like you know ten, you know 10 years in this other place you know like yep. just yeah. because of what you see we saw that in dc we were 
we were in a hot in like oh. inner city hospital in DC. We worked nine months in Virginia. We saw maybe, and it was a level one trauma place, and we saw maybe yeah. like three traumas, like bad traumas. That's it. Yeah. DC, so, we saw five in the first week, dude, and it was just yeah. like constant shootings, yeah. shooting, some, shooting, some shooting, people, shooting. Yeah, you know, wild. some provide. Yeah, some places they provide you that that wealth of trauma where mm-hmm. it's just like mm-hmm. you know you, you're making contact with the trauma patient consistently, which keeps your skills really sharp, mm-hmm. and you become really proficient. Um, and then there's other places really that they rotate their trauma personnel. So one day you're the trauma person, the next day you're like, you know, you're the stroke person, the next day you're, you know, you're, you're a transporter or whatever, mm-hmm. taking patients to CAT scan. Um, you know, so, so then, you know, you work this one shift and you might get a goose egg, right? Like mm-hmm. zero trauma the patients. Worst. And then the next time you're the, you're, you're a trauma will be two weeks later, three weeks right. later, and then you get one. So really your, your patient contact, your, your trauma patient contact is one for every, you know, let's say every two weeks, which is, you know, as far as proficiency, you Not you ideal. would be really, really like low, low proficiency. And, and as far as you're keeping your skills sharp. So, you know, to answer the question about like years, yeah, I think uh, about two to five years is what I stay. Um, I think it's know, pretty it fair. To, and it has to be a, in a pretty good, like a very acute uh, facility department, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that way you can kind of really get contact with all these patients and really, sh- you know, get well-rounded. Yeah, and I think it also depends like a, a ton on the person and how comfortable you are, and yeah. things like that. I mean, also, you know, you could have five years experience, but if you're finding yourself overwhelmed in situations that aren't that overwhelming, really, um, and you're finding yourself stressed out and like frazzle dazzle, you know, trauma might not be the right place for you because, mm-hmm. you know, I find sometimes too, like I'm in a facility I was at, you know, patient or. Nurses that were new grads, you say they were a nurse for six months to a year, you know, they thought they were ready, but when push comes to shove and you've got, you know, a trauma coming in, another trauma activation coming in, you're running MTP, you've got another patient over here who's intubated, you know, there's a lot going on. You have to be able to, you know, juggle everything that's going on. It's not just, you know, people think of trauma and it's like, oh, it's, you know, just the blood and guts and the, the glory of that situation, but what happens after that like if they're not going right to the OR and you're managing this sick patient now and now you're having to manage other things depending on how your department is staffed yeah like yeah, yeah, the yeah. department department I worked in we were not uh you know over we did not have an abundance of staff so you know you have to be able to be comfortable in that kind of environment and do well under pressure and things like that which comes with learning in that process but mm-hmm. you know I mean, you could have two years experience, be super comfortable in that kind of environment. You could have five years experience and it's just not for you. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah, yeah. That actually brings yeah, me to right. the next question that, um, so I've heard that some <clears throat> trauma facilities in the Southeast region, they like it for you to have critical care experience and ER experience, like acute care and critical care, like ICU and ER before they'll uh, hire you as a trauma nurse. Do you think that's like um, something that, is required i mean like situations like that maybe you're holding a patient and you're managing you know pressors and sedatives and neuromuscular blockers and things like that so yes and no Mm -hmm. i think i think so no i we've hired icu nurses like with no er experience and they've done phenomenal right Mm -hmm. and then we've hired er nurses with no icu experience and they've done great 
uh, or phenomenal, you know, just so we keep yeah, it equal. Let's, 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 let's. <laughs> no, Psychedelic universe is too much. I'm so just both kidding. have done well. <laughs> Where I do see the, the, the provider that, or the trauma nurse that really excels are the ones that really have, that have that, that both of those backgrounds, mm-hmm. you know, because then they could pick and choose, you know, for certain situations, like as far as hemodynamics, you know, in central lines and monitoring fluid, uh, input out, you know, input output, like, you know, for certain situations, they really are like expert for that shift. Right. You know, I like, and, and, you know, you're, you're only as good as your team. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's certain shifts where I work and when I got a good ICU nurse and I, and, and I'm struggling with my patient as far as hemodynamics and really kind of resuscitating, we're giving blood, we're giving blood. Okay. We're giving fluid. Damn, fuck. Nothing's going on or or spinal cord or something like that. I could really kind of pull from that, I, that, that ICU nurse who has that background. Hey, you know, give me some guidance here. What do you think's going on? Uh, so I think having both, you're like, you know, the fucking Marvel Avenger, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you're like, <laughs> super fucking hero like super nurse you, you know what i mean get that cape Captain you're America. awesome yeah right? you can't like, go wrong with both there's no way you know, i mean yeah yeah so have, obviously having more is better but um you know i've definitely i mean uh i've definitely seen some er nurses and icu nurses that just have like their specific you know specialty experience and they've done very well um it's just you know the er nurses have their skill set right they're good they're they can pivot quick you know they're mm-hmm. very good on their feet they can adapt and conquer um, you know, they lack the skills as far as, you know, sometimes with the critical care stuff, like if all of a sudden they start talking about a flow track or something, they're like, wait, right. wait, what? A flow track? No, no, no. <laughs> listen, you know, let's get them to the ICU, you know, stuff like that. Call the ICU um, quick. Where's that been? Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. the ICU, the ICU nurses I see like for myself, uh, actually, no, not myself. I'm sorry. Um, but the ICU nurses that, that come in sometimes as far as that that pivoting and that kind of like the flexibility or that like expanding volume that comes in or that bolus of patients that come in very quick sometimes they're like oh shit what do i do first because they're they're they've been trained for with this like mindset of two two patients for 12 hours uh let me do my eyes and nose you mm-hmm. know q2 hour vitals Terms. At, at 1900 let me close out and give report and i'm out right the er gives you that variability it's that super chaotic environment so um so yeah you gotta it's good to have both in my opinion to be honest like if you if you can work in the icu and then somehow work in the er and then finally get to make your way to be becoming this like trauma you know awesome trauma ninja you know what i mean trauma like, ninja you're it you know, that's that's my advice i'm sticking to it that's the way i like that, I like that. and then so of course the question of all questions everybody's probably asked you this a hundred times right what is the craziest thing you've seen, bro? Yup. Oh man, dude. Craziest you, shit. All you guys get that stuff. Every every healthcare provider gets that. Yeah. The craziest things that I've seen. So I, mine is the four P's, right? The four P's for the craziest things that I've seen. It is. Is pineapples one of them? Pineapple's one of them, right? Pineapple <laughs> in the ass. I mean, no. we are in South Florida. <laughs> we are. Yeah, yeah. you know. <clears throat> Pediatrics. <laughs> cycling back around we actually do have a we actually do have criteria for for falls um fruit harvesting trauma so it's like the person getting the avocado or the mango yes depending on the south season, florida mangoes baby you know sometimes it's a fall Those sometimes mango trees. sometimes mm-hmm. it's an electrocution because they they put a metal pole and they're trying to like you know beat the mango or the avocado <laughs> off the tree and they hit a wire so it's like we call so it fruit harvesting trauma 
Fruit, um, fruit harvesting dramas. Yeah, so it's 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 pediatric <laughs> pediatric patients, right? Are the worst. Yeah. Propeller injury to me. And my, this is my opinion. Propeller injury. What's the other one? Tra- uh, pregnant trauma females, right? Or pregnant females. Mm-hmm. And the fourth one to me, this is the one that I always tell everybody. Tell everybody that's the worst. The worst thing is taking care of somebody that you know, like personal. So it's oh, that's just personal. Yeah, taking yeah, care yeah. of somebody you know is is one of the worst trauma patients that you can get. Thing is, that, thing is, I I grew up in Miami, right? And mm-hmm. I grew up with a lot of crazy motherfuckers, and unfortunately, I have taken care of people that I that I know that I grew up with, or somehow one way or another, I know, you know, which right. is crazy. And that is the craziest thing: taking somebody out of a helicopter and you recognize them. That's the worst. Like, so to me, that's one of the that's one of the craziest things I see. Outside of that. I mean, pediatric patients, you know, over the weekend, we've had a lot of, unfortunately, in South Florida, we had a lot of, like, uh, PD gunshot wounds. Yeah, so, I mean, PD cases are terrible, you know, because it's, like, the little kid, you know. And, yeah, and, like, it's fucked up. Or they should be playing with, like, yeah. video games or, or outside with basketball and not, like, you know, you're not, like, trying playing to explore their knee or explore their, ex, you know, do, like, a, you know, a neck exploration, you know, like, it's crazy, Oof. like. So it's terrible. And, you know, little kids are, it's a different dynamics. It's different. You got to approach it differently. Unfortunately, like, so when I, when I teach pediatric trauma, I tell people that you got to really kind of um, get, get the patient, the pediatric patient comfortable with you. So one of the things I tell people is to really to take off your mask. But unfortunately with COVID, you, I can't do that now, you know? Yeah. So I had a couple of PD patients over the weekend and, and I just, I really couldn't take off my mask to kind of really so they could see a face instead of seeing a mask yeah. with, with goggles and fucking crazy shit. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, what do you guys do for them since you can't take a mask? Like, what do you? How do you keep them? What do you do now? Uh, we have toys. We have little kind of distracting techniques and stuff like that. Um, child life. Child life is not is is a uh, it's a national um, specialty. Like the child life services. It's a it's it's a profession that these people specialize in distraction techniques and stuff like that. And so I utilize them highly in the trauma bay because they help me get through my primary survey with, for the pediatric patient. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're really distracting the, the, the baby or the toddler or child, then I can get, I can actually get a line, put them on the monitor without them getting crazy. So, so, and a propeller injury for sure, there's a high incidence prevalence, whatever you want to call it uh, in South Florida, when it comes to propeller injuries and those are gruesome injuries. Those are like, those gotta be the worst. Um, propeller injuries. Oh yeah. I mean, we see them a lot here in South Florida. Those are the worst injuries that you could see. Like, they're just so gruesome. It's just so, just gnarly. I don't know. What makes it worse I mean, than, like, you know, like a gunshot wound? It's just so much, like... Part, not that, they're pretty clean. They're pretty clean, yeah. They're, like, little small holes, mm-hmm. um, you know, for the most part. You know, usually people are not... It's not really close range. That's pretty... That's not that common. Mm-hmm. Uh, shotgun injuries are very also rare. Like, nobody gets shot with shotguns that often. Right. Uh, it happens, but... You know, it's not like in the movies, like it's like a big hole or anything like that. So it's usually like just, you know, a very, depending on, obviously, depending on the caliber, you know, it's a, they're just like small holes. And, um, you know, yeah. obviously, that's a very traumatic uh, uh, situation, but a propeller injury is just like, it's just like a devastating so injury. It's just so much yeah. soft tissue injury. And, and it's like the meat, it's just, I, I just think of meat, just like the meat is just coming off of like, I think the, of like a meat the, grinder. The bone. Like a meat grinder. Yeah, yeah. It's just, they're very, they're very gruesome 
actually the mortality rate is like super high because people re- people that are out in the water are not really privy to like stopping the bleed like at the scene so from right. point of injury so from point of injury they're not really uh like like the bleeding control is not being addressed uh and plus also the the time for rescue to get to that person sometimes can be prolonged because they're out in the water and very in you know some marina so it's like it's not actually like you know somebody gets shot in the house the response time in, in south florida for the most part is seven minutes you know out in the water you're going to have like a prolonged you know response time of more than seven minutes so that that person is just bleeding out there did you hear about this actually... uh did you hear about this dr uh candy dr candace uh, mir she's like a hawaiian doctor so like she just um her one of her like uh posts just went viral on uh like social media because uh, the, this exact same thing happened. There was a, a person that was injured with a propeller, and he oh, got okay. like chopped up, like his neck, shoulder, leg. It was like right after this whole bikini incident. Yeah, I don't know if you like. Oh, the med, ki- med bikini. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, the yeah, hashtag yeah. Oh, med I, bikini. I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen it. And she's Sorry, like I... tourniqueting this guy's leg with like a shirt and shit, and yeah, yeah, she yeah. posts she's this a, whole she's a doctor, thing. Right? She's, yeah, she's, she's a our emergency, right? emergency medicine doctor. Yeah, yeah, but out of where? She's a fucking badass. Yeah. She's like in a rural area, right? Yeah, she's in Hawaii. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was really cool. That was actually really cool. Like I saw yeah. that picture. That was dope. That was dope. I actually thought it was fake. It looked fake. I it thought it, like I it thought like it that I thought that's what the whole thing fiasco was about. was about. And then I didn't realize that actually happened after. Mm-hmm. So like the New England Journal of Medicine published a study from vascular surgeons showing like talking about like female healthcare providers, like nurses and doctors. And like inappropriate social that. media yeah. content and how it like fucks with their professionalism. Anyways, <laughs> people went fucking crazy about that shit. I saw, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. literally like the next day, this shit happened. There's a badass bitch in her I bikini know. is saving this fucking guy. And she's <laughs> like, and I did it all in a bikini. And yeah, I was like, so oh, fuck, fuck dude. Damn. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah, it's so, that's, I can't believe, like, dude, you know the time that it takes to, 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 to publish stuff is like, there's a Insane. lot that goes into that. Yeah. How did no one along the way? Like, dude, dude, the back and forth, the emails that go back and forth. I could. Just, it's funny. I could. I could just imagine this email. This email chain of of like information going back and forth. Oh, hey, did you see this girl's Instagram page? Hey, did you see this guy's <laughs> uh, Facebook post? You know, like back and forth. You know, I, don't, I can't believe they 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 put that much effort into that. It's weird. Yeah, like um, an entire fucking study dedicated just to yeah. that. And and why vascular surgeons like above all else. Like why? Yeah, Maybe they were vascular sur- surgeons themselves. They probably, honestly, I think they probably they were salty towards one person. Yeah. And they decided to publish this, and they didn't realize that it was going to. What happened was one of the stuff. chicks that was a vascular surgeon, she told her friend about this guy's tiny dick, and then he went and did a whole study about her. That's what happened. Wait, are you serious? <laughs> no. I made that. I made that whole. Thing. Oh, I was like, bro. I was like, that's crazy. I was like. Whoa. You really got the inside scoop. Like, yeah, dude. Actually, I actually know the docs that that made that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that's how He's seen their dick in the urinal. That's how it started, dude. That's how it started. Yeah. No, I mean, but, but, some it's of, but up. Some, I, I read I read like the br- the background of it, but some of the some of the criteria was unprofessional attire, right? So they were like they were putting like bathing suits under unprofessional attire, which is retarded. Yeah. And and then the the other stuff was like using like uh, substance abuse and shit like that, like so, alcohol and stuff. Yeah, yeah, 
I mean, I drink, honestly on my on my social media profile, I drink some beers once in a while. I mean, I can have a fucking yeah, beer. Yeah, but I mean, you know like I mean? aside I from have... like snorting lines of coke in photos, I mean, <laughs> like that's inappropriate. <laughs> right. But like, I mean, come on, like we're human. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, Jesus yeah, yeah. has a thong, dude, and he just rocks that shit, and everybody's fine with it, dude. You know, I don't know. I think. What's the big deal? Yeah, I, you're, I think you're gonna you're gonna always rub people the wrong way. Like if you if you do have a public profile, or whatever, they're gonna everybody's gonna have their opinion because opinions are like assholes, right? Everybody has one. Everybody's got one. Um, Some people have two. And they yeah, and then, <laughs> and then you just got so. Now I'm not playing devil's advocate. I'm not, but I'm just saying, and I'm I, I'm not uh-oh, supporting uh-oh. that 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 article. But you do have to you do have to have some sort of professionalism. You know, professionalism you should i mean mm-hmm. if, if you're working in the healthcare field you know don't do just listen don't be a fucking idiot yeah, yeah. right right don't be an idiot don't do stupid things you know don't don't I, put I, a I covid patient over your head and march them down the fucking hallways yeah, on a tiktok video is that what you're trying yeah, to say what the fuck was that i know dude. it was so bad i know i feel like that i feel like i i, I wish i could talk to those people like like what the fuck what were, were you, you thinking, thinking bro like how did this end feel, well have, for you like I have a feeling their their like their response is gonna be like, we meant well. It was taken out of context. Like yeah, no. What shit context? Out of context you know, like, <laughs> the context so, was very bad. So yeah, bad. That was not good. Not good at all. Like, uh, you know, and, and so so the thing is, you know, people are posting. They're they're hyper posting right, and they're more. Uh, there there there's like less. They're they're they have less inhibition when when posting on like TikToks and mm-hmm. and all that stuff. You know, so I'm just. My professional opinion, opinion for those that are that haven't gotten into the field yet, or like thinking about getting, or that are in the field, you know, just be careful, be smart about what you post. You know, you know. Listen, I know we have some dark humor, but be careful when you're disclosing our dark humor on on a public space, right? Yeah. Like, I know, it's like when we're in the well in the break room and we're 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 kind of like talking to our colleagues and just saying, you know, stupid shit and just it's our coping mechanism. I'm not going to put that on a, on a, you know, I'm not going to post that on, on a public profile for everybody to see, right? Yeah. You know, yeah, because people don't, you people don't know the life, man. And on that <laughs> note, since I had a very personal experience with that recently, um, what happened, always, check, always check your portable phone because apparently my keypad lock wasn't on my little Cisco phone. And apparently a phone call got transferred to me from a family member. And <laughs> Holy shit. Somehow my thigh answered the phone call and we were all like in the break room, just in a, what we thought was a private setting and talking about things that are not appropriate because that's the relationship that we have. And the family member who was on the phone heard the entire conversation. And she listened too. She stayed she on that listened phone. listened to the whole conversation Damn. to people talking uh-huh. about their like personal sex lives and things. It was just like, like the most like jaw dropping like oh wow dear god this did not just happen like it was like hang up call the clinical manager and be like i need to speak to the manager because i just heard this entire conversation over the phone and blah 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 oh man it was so bad and oh oh, it was yeah exactly it fuck it was not good (laughs) so check your fucking portable phones because those phones are out to get you goddamn it (laughs) she's like i got fired yesterday (laughs) (laughs) i got my fucking pink slip I have a lot of colleagues and or not colleagues, but social media colleagues, right? Virtual friends or they're, they're on this like social media world that, you know, have millions of followers. And this is what they, they this is how they're successful. They're successful, right? Like because they, they, they grew some pictures and they, but they attached like some kind of education towards it. 
you know, but they're very careful. Mm-hmm. They're very careful or, or it has nothing or the, the person who, or they're not even the person that took the picture. Right. So, but if you're that person that's really trying to, that's really shooting for likes, shooting for likes and shooting for followers, sometimes you get a little desperate. And so I just want to warn those people that fought that are listening to this podcast, like don't get into that funk. Don't go down that rabbit hole and try to get followers because you know, there's an awesome, it ain't worth it. Ne- neck injury that you took a picture of, and guess yeah. what? That neck injury, now you know, you it was identifiable, and now you don't have a job. Yeah. So well, and not even my, just not have a PSA. job too, like legality wise. I mean, that's yeah, you don't get sued, dog. Illegal, <laughs> like yeah, Jesus oh. got some Jesus trouble got too. Jesus, Jesus got a little pop out. They're cracking down, man. Yeah. They're cracking down yeah. on the social the media. Whole, thing. Uh, TikTok. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they are. It's hospital policy. So far, I've been good, man. So far, like, you know, that's why I always try to keep it positive because if I start talking shit, like saying, yeah, this fucking place, look at this. They can't catch me. It's so so unsafe. It's so unsafe. We're approaching this helicopter. We need to get, you know, more pay. We need to get hazard pay. Then then I'm screwed. You know what I mean? (laughs) Exactly, Um, exactly. Yeah, I got to do some outreach. I got to do some outreach. The way I went about it was uh, in a positive way, and I got really good feedback, so. That was, that was good. Yeah, I yeah, think, so I think what the, like what your page does well is is that you keep it educational. You know, like you post some cool stuff and like some cool pictures and stuff, but it's all like educational purposes. So I think that's how you yeah, kind of yeah. like, you know, kind of bob and weave it. the social uh, stigma. Because now it's not even HIPAA. It's like hospitals are just saying this is policy, you know, and they'll yeah, put a line yeah. in the policy that says like, do not, like with Jesus, do not record on hospital uh, grounds. Hospital property. Yeah. Oh, is that what they oh, do? Inside the building. Yeah. So I just go to the parking lot and do it there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they can't record inside of the building. Bro, walls. we do. We we dude, uh, man, we fuck. We do. We take pictures like in the bays, but like there's never any patients though. Yeah. So so far we're okay because yeah. you know it's all it's all positive and um and, and you know I I actually have a good rapport with our with our PR people so like mm-hmm. and our public relations who are all like very social media savvy very like. They know that so social media is very powerful and it's it could be used for so much good. So right, yeah. right, and it's also like a coping mechanism. I think sometimes too for people, it's an outlet. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you know, I think unfortunately too with like all that's going on with COVID and stuff like that, people are using it more now because it's a way for them to kind of like express how they're feeling about things and they yeah, feel yeah, better because right. they got it out. So I know we were talking about you know like just mental health resources and things like that for healthcare workers and maybe social media might not necessarily be the right place for you to you know express your frustrations and things like that or you know whatever uh talk about personal things and personal personal patient experiences but um i actually have a friend uh she's a former professor and she's a friend okay um her name's tara ryan she's a former burn survivor she's an amazing person she has started this initiative called heal the healers oh i think i saw something on uh, instagram about this yeah um her ig handle is cosmic garden Mm -hmm. Um, and she does like floral arrangements and things like that. And she also, uh, it's just kind of like transitioning this huge initiative. Um, you can actually go on there and sponsor like, um, a nursing unit or things like that. Like just kind of how anyone could message in and, and, you know, pay money and say, okay, I want to sponsor a nursing unit. And then they go and they'll feed that unit, like bring them lunch or positive words of encouragement, things like that, which I think is really cool. Um, especially for these COVID units that, you know, that that's all they're doing day in and day out, like 12 hours straight, taking care of these people and just in really stressful situations. And it's not even just COVID now too. Like we're talking about trauma, like that's stressful. 
And I've been in debriefs before when, you know, you've had a particularly difficult day or you had a difficult situation. You know, if there was if it was a child, you know, it's always, always difficult with kids, especially if there's not a good outcome. Um, just to have like a safe space for people to talk to and for you to kind of, you know, like debrief. So she actually has a, a, a thing where you can um, get text messages at the beginning of your day. So depending on if your day shift or night shift, like uh, I think it's like 6.15 a.m. or p.m. before your shift, um, like positive words of encouragement. And I think also she provides a space if you want to vent or talk about your day, like you can do that with her because she understands she's she's a nurse. Mm -hmm. um, she's been a nurse for a long time and she's a really cool person to talk to. So um, if you are interested in that, you can go to her Instagram. Um, I'm double checking, but I believe it's at Cosmic Garden. And she has a, yeah, at Cosmic Garden. And she has a website on there, CosmicGarden.com, where you can mm -hmm. look at all the stuff that they're doing, like the initiatives, the um, floral arrangements, the sponsoring units, etc. So it's really cool. So Cosmic with the K. All right, dude. Well, hey, I cannot thank you enough for coming on the podcast today, dude. You shared so much awesome info with everybody. You're welcome anytime, dude. Anytime you want to jump back on, just let me know. Open invite. Yeah, anytime, let's do it, dude. man. No, very, uh, you know, very excited, you know, to, to listen to the final product. But uh, yeah, yeah, man. I mean, I would love to do this again. This is this is fun. It's very, it's almost like very therapeutic. It is, right? Um, it's yeah. Kind of talking, I, getting I, I've it all done, out. I've done a few. I've done a few podcasts in the past, but this was nice. So, you know, you guys, you guys are a good group. Um, Thanks, bro. You know, it's a nice, nice variety. You know, Scott Pitts, you know, your selfies are, are, are just, <laughs> like, none, like the bathroom like, selfie, like, you know, bathroom selfie queen, dude. Gotta get I'm them triceps think, in there. Uh, you know, I have not, I don't know if you guys know this. So, so just for everybody listening, I don't have one bathroom selfie on my page. Dude, I'm you gotta to get one. Out. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. I, I want to do one. Like, I want to do one, but you gotta I, do I'm it right. To, I want to do it like for something that's, it's, it's like, ah. Oh, I try, I'm trying to figure out how how I'm gonna angle it. You know what I mean? So you gotta get a call. Oh, Scott's got all the angles for you. If you never need help, I will help you out. <laughs> I will help you out. Finally. Scott has a photographer. See. You know what we should do? We should start a challenge. We should we should do a bathroom selfie for a cause, dude. For like a good cause, like That's, mental yeah, mental health Listen. awareness for freaking healthcare professionals, frontline workers. Bathroom selfie challenge. Bathroom dude. selfies. Who no, can I'm crush down, it down. best? I'm actually, if it's something for a good cause, I'm, I'm all for it. You know what I mean? Let's do it, dude. Let's start oh, it up, man. we got to make it work. You need it. It's you going know, down. I know everybody out there is, is is struggling, and I really, really, I see it. I see it in my coworkers and stuff like that. So, um, you know, it's just tough time. So just please, uh, if you see that person struggling, you know, give them a ring, give them a call, talk to them, ask them if there's anything, you know, that they can, that, that you could do. You know, and, and more importantly, just listen to them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I appreciate you guys. You know, I think Hell thanks yeah, for man. having me on. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Hey, guys. Well, uh, this was a great episode. Just want to thank a couple of people before we, awesome. before we take off. Want to thank Dr. Squatch Soaps. You guys are awesome. Thanks for making our podcast possible. Also want to throw a quick shout out to Janu Scrubs. Uh, awesome scrubs. Awesome fabric. Keep you nice and cool. Keep even you nice the, and silky. Even in the beachiest, warmest environments, like where the trauma guy's at right now. <laughs> and also use promo code BRONURSE on your Dr. Squash soaps. That's right. To save uh, how much? 20%, bro. 20%. Whoa, 20%. 20%. Use code BRONURSE. Oh, 
shit. We're going to have to edit that one up. I fucked that whole shit. I do really bad with like sponsors and stuff. I never had to know how to say that naturally. Scott's dude. leg. Really good fabric. Great fabric. Really good. Tremendous. It tremendous feels fabric. So good. <laughs> so good. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I know I, I stuck at all that stuff too. Uh, that's, uh, but anyways, no, I really appreciate everybody, dude. I appreciate you coming back, coming out, and talk to us today, man. Jesus, thanks for coming, bro. I know you had to dial in on the phone. Thanks yeah, for making it work, baby. Yeah, love you, dude. Good. Hey, love you, bro. That's, that's Zaddy to you. Thanks, bro. Zaddy, thanks, bro. love you, Zaddy. Zaddy. All right, guys, this is a great fucking podcast. You guys killed it. Until next week.